Hello, friends, and welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. My name is Scott Cowan, and I'm the host of the show. Each episode, I have a conversation with an interesting guest who is living in or from Washington State. These are casual conversations with real and interesting people. I think you're going to like the show. So let's jump right in with today's guest. Welcome back to this episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast. I'm with the mayor of Carnation, Jim Rebale. Jim, I, I said it right, correct? I mean, you did. all yeah. of my intros lately have started with a guest. I said it right, correct? <laughs> it's really bad. So Jim is, like I said, the mayor of Carnation. And I have never had a politician on the show yet. We talked about this a little bit when we talked before. And I saw, you know. You, you came uh, recommended, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And so, sure, welcome. And why don't you give me a little bit, well, let me ask you this. I'm just going to ask, I'll start with a question. What, what got you into politics? That's a good question, because um, I'm probably the most reluctant politician that you'll interview. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, I was, uh, I was concerned about some things that were going on in the city, you know, 10 years ago, I went to a lot of meetings, went to a lot of city council meetings. I was there for probably two years, you know, off and on, but in a big way. And I was always there complaining and asking questions. And finally, I said I should probably put my, I don't know, my money where my mouth is or my foot where my mouth is. Um, one of the two. Or both, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and run. And so um, I ran. Uh, I lost the first time by 27 votes which was kind of interesting. And then I, uh, I ran again and I ran on a post that time. And so I've been on city council going ne next year will be eight years. So I'm in my second term right now. Okay. And can you please explain how the city council incarnation works? Because when I did a little bit of quick research, it seems like the mayor is appointed by the city council. That's correct. So there's two forms of government in Washington. One is a strong mayor and one is a weak mayor. So I happen to be a elected politician and a weak mayor. So add that all up. <laughs> and, um, but what the weak mayor is, is basically that your peers on city council vote for you to be mayor. You hold that position for two years okay. once you've been there. So I know very little about politics. So is it, am I accurate that you missed the meeting and since you weren't there, they not, they made you mayor? Is that how it works? <laughs> This time I was there, okay. but that is how it works a lot of times with committees. Okay. Yeah, like, well, you weren't there, so we appointed you. Right, right. So as a weak mayor, and that's a, that's mm -hmm. a terrible term. It I, is. I'm sorry. It's just it's it's a terrible terrible term. But as as an appointed mayor, how about that? I'll call you an appointed mayor. There you go. What? As as the mayor, do you have an extra vote at city council? How does? What does this work? No, no. So really it is, it's kind of a ceremonial role where I get to run the meetings, uh, sign proclamations, sign official documents, okay. but all the votes on city council are equal. And so that's the nice thing about it is with, you know, a five member council, it, in order to get anything, you know, accomplished or passed through city council, you have to get three votes. So we're all on the same playing field. Okay. So it's, uh, it's nice. And then we have a city manager who takes direction from our votes and our, and our council matic decisions. And then she implements those that direction. All right. So you're kind of the steering committee and the city managers, yeah. the, the person that executes the, the over, you know, the, 
decisions? Exactly. Okay. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Typically at the beginning of the year, we will have a retreat in January, February. We'll set out a list of, obje of objectives that we'd like to accomplish that year. Mm -hmm. And then the city manager really works off those along with all the other surprises that happen along the year that, <laughs> that come up. But we, we have a good set of 10 goals usually we want to accomplish. All right. Well, let's talk about those 10 goals. What what 10 goals did the, the city of Carnation hope to accomplish in 2023? You know, the full list is, I'll try to remember it as I go, but our, our, our number one priority that we have wanted to do was we've done a downtown remodel. So we just finished two years ago, our part of our main street, which is called our CBD or our central business district, mm -hmm. uh, new sidewalks, wider sidewalks, planting areas, new street lights. It's really been a huge upgrade to the city. Uh, we wanted to complete a phase two of that. So in the next couple of weeks, we will be, we just got new sidewalks in phase two and we're doing an asphalt overlay uh, on highway 203 mm -hmm. to, to do phase two. Um, and then after that, our goal has really been kind of economic diversification in the city. We are the smallest city in the Stokomie Valley. Okay. And by far, we have about 2,300 residents. And, but we're kind of unique where we're kind of in the middle of the valley. And we, are, we converge on two river, rivers, the Tolt River and the Stokomie River. We have a lot of outdoor recreation activities. We have a great park system. In fact, not in our city limits, but just outside of our city limits is the largest park in King County, which is Tolt McDonald Park. That, and, that's the largest park. I did not, not that yeah. I am the expert of King County park sizes, but I did not, <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised by that answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a great park. And so we like to do, there's a lot of recreational activities. And then the last few years, we've really developed into um, a music location for in the Valley. And it's what we're really trying to promote a lot of, one of the things we're trying to promote in the Valley and incarnation itself, uh, what we've, what we got to offer with that. What was the inspiration to become focused more on music? You know, I would love to say that we were geniuses on city council and we thought it all up and we implemented a fantastic plan and uh, it's all going to our plan accordingly. But um, sometimes we're lucky. So, and I really need to give credit a lot to um, Morgan Henley. Morgan Henley has been a lifelong resident of the Valley and Morgan Henley presents. And Morgan Henley has done two main um festivals incarnation one is Brody nation and that's july 11th through the 14th and then there's a carnation block party which is on june 22nd and Brody nation i think this year and morgan will call me if i get this wrong but he either had 30 or 50 bands at um, Brody nation and it's a multi-day event and it's it's a very cool event that happens and then Morgan was also responsible for build, for booking a lot of local bands and the local restaurants and bars in the area mm -hmm. in Incarnation. And then since then, we've had uh, Remliner Farms, who has gotten more into the music venue. Mm -hmm. So now they have a facility when they put in a brewery and they have live music there Friday and Saturday nights generally with the brewery, which has been a great addition. And then we had um, a local event center kind of... It's not, it's a gathering place and that's what they like to call it. And it's Miller's a gathering place. Mm -hmm. And they are booking a lot of cool acts that come through Carnation generally on a Friday or Saturday night. It's a small venue. It's very, it's, it's very cool. Uh, it's, and so it's a small intimate type setting, but the, the 
the bands that they get going through there, you're going to see them, you know, become famous in the next two to three years. It's, it's really cool. Okay. Um, I know, other than that, I know Remlingers. Um, I had yeah. Nathan on uh, recently. In fact, that's how you and I got introduced is, is Nathan threw right. you under the bus and said you <laughs> should be on. But, and, and I do think, you know, Remlingers has changed since I would take my kids out there 25, mm-hmm. 25 years ago. It's, changed and i haven't been to remlingers in a while so it's like the changes that have you know been happening there are pretty significant yes and he also mentioned they're they're going to have an outdoor amphitheater now type thing yeah and he's also it seems like he's trying to get remlingers to be a good supporter of of music too which i i think this is awesome yes why so how does how does Carnation the town of Carnation benefit from having more tourists? I mean, of tourist dollars, we understand that, but as mm-hmm. a music location, how is the town benefiting from this? What what are you seeing as positives of people coming into Carnation for festivals with thirty yeah. to fifty bands? You know, it's introducing a lot of people to the valley and a lot of people to things that we have going on out here. So when they come out here for a music venue, they usually will stay for, you know, a couple hours, take a look at things. Another good example is our, uh, if you're a Lego fan and you're watching the show, Lego Masters on TV right now, the gentleman that helped us redo our street project was our project engineer, Jordan Perry, is actually on that show right now as a as a contestant and he had a big kickoff party at miller's and there were people from all over the seattle area that came over to watch this um show that was debuted at miller's and i'm talking to him and they're from kirkland and from seattle and they're saying hey we've never been here but this is a great little town we went we had a drink over at the mexican restaurant and then we walked down to the little pizza place and had a slice of pizza and some ice cream and then we came down here to watch this and we want to come back out here and what else do you guys do well you know we have great access to the snoqualmie trail so you can actually go from north bend all the way to duval on a trail. So whether you're running it or biking it or e-biking it, it's a great little back way to see the Snoqualmie Valley in a big way. Uh, we have a great park system that I mentioned a little bit earlier. We have a Frisbee park in downtown Carnation that people come to. We have Memorial Park that has pickleball courts and a, bas- a new basketball court that we put in. We actually have one of the best skate bowls in the area which is unheard of, but we've had that Uh, for about 20 years, but people travel all over the place to come to our skate bowl. That's in Memorial park. So you just kind of find little hidden gems in carnation that you don't know unless you actually come here and spend some time. And so that's why I think, you know, people coming and enjoying the Valley is, is pretty cool. That is, that is very cool. I mean, I wasn't aware of any of that stuff. I mean, I knew about the trail. I mean, I, I haven't stepped foot on the trail personally because (laughs) involve activity and I don't do that well, but no, uh, I was aware of the trail, but I wasn't, I wasn't aware of any of these other things. I've driven through Carnation, uh, you know, from North Bend to Duval, from Redmond through Duval, you know, I've, I've driven through, I'm familiar with Carnation in the sense of I've been there before. I, I'm not trying to say I'm familiar with it. Um, obviously the things you're sharing with me, I stopped at the, why did we go through there the other day? Oh, we'd uh, dropped our dog off in North Bend and we went and saw some live music up in 
Conway. So okay. in Skagit County. And yep. on the way home, we went to get the dog. We went, we went the back way and we stopped in yep. Carnation. At the, at, we were going to get something. We stopped at the gro- grocery store, you know, drove through. That was the last time yep. I was through there. And then, um, so it's not a surprise to me. Like you say, when people go, we've never been here before. I'm like, huh. But, uh, yeah. but I wouldn't, I wasn't aware of all these things. So what do you know about the history of Carnation? The history of Carnation is, it's a long one. It is, I've been out here since 2007. Okay. So I'm still not a local. And, <laughs> and you never will be. No, no, that's fair enough. You never will be, probably. Um, but uh, we actually have a great historical society that's Incarnation, that they have a museum house that's opened up on the weekends okay. down at Car- uh, Carnation Tree Farms. But, you know, we started out as the city of Tolt. And before that, uh, the Stokoli Valley tribe, they this was uh, some of their sacred grounds down here. Actually, the city of Carnation, it's, it's very important to them. And when the city was incorporated, we incorporated into the city of Tolt. Mm-hmm. And we were Tolt for several years. At one point in time, we changed our name, I think for a year, to the city of Grand Rapids, which we don't know how that happened. But since we're on the convergence of two rivers, mm-hmm. someone thought Grand Rapids. <laughs> oh. And then back to Tolt. And then we had a company uh, that moved in called Carnation. And you might have heard of Carnation Farms and Carnation Milk, mm-hmm. and it's a facility, a great facility. It's just outside of Carnation. And back in the day, they um, had a great partnership with the city, and the name was changed to Carnation to kind of follow Carnation Farms. And so whenever I'm traveling around the country, around the world, if they say, if I say I'm from Carnation, they're like, well, what's that all about? And where's that? I'm like, well, do you remember the evaporated milk? Oh, yeah, that's where I live. <laughs> I thought I read somewhere that when they changed the name from Tolt to Carnation, there was, there were some unhappy folks. They did. This is way, this predates you and I, I mean, this is, you know, way, way, way before us. But I thought I read somewhere that they changed the name back to Tolt, but they left the name of Carnation on the, on the city hall and all of that. So I was a little, I'm still a little confused if you're calling it Carnation, I'm calling it Carnation, but, I thought that the name was officially changed back to Tolt. And this has been like in the thirties. I think it's no, I think since then it's always been Carnation. Okay. All right. Um, but yes, there is still, um, there's still a movement to change it back to Tolt. Is in there? fact, uh, we have, yeah. In fact, we have a couple markers that are still in town that have Tolt. And so uh, we have some t-shirts and stuff like that that are made up, which say city of Tolt. And uh, okay. it's great. It's a great little local controversy kind of, kind of, kind of not okay. <laughs> on what it should be called. So you, you earlier, you just said you moved to Car- Tolt, Carnation, Grand Rapids, you know, somewhere there. Uh, you, you moved there in 2007. Where were you at before? So I originally grew up in eastern Washington in a little city just outside of Yakima called, um, well, the West Valley area of Tanum. Grew up in that area okay. and then moved to um, Camas, Washington, to Gig Harbor, and then to here. And I mean, you got to. I'm going to, I'm asking you a loaded question, but how do you like living in Carnation? Um, <laughs> I like it a lot. And the reason uh, that we found this place is I actually moved my office to Bellevue and I was doing the commute from Gig Harbor to Bellevue every morning. And that was, I'd get up at, I'd leave at six o'clock in the morning. I'd get home at eight o'clock at night. And I had two small kids at the time and that was not working. 
And so my wife and I found the little town of Carnation, and it was really similar to little towns that we grew up in eastern Washington. Okay. She grew up in a little town called Natchez in eastern Washington, and I was in a Tanum, and we just kind of fell in love with it. And it was just quaint, small town that had a grocery store, had enough amenities, and was actually really close to Seattle and Redmond. So if we wanted to go in and just watch a baseball game or a football game or anything, it wasn't that bad of a commute. And it was great. So is your office still in Bellevue? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, long story, but no, no longer in Bellevue. So uh, how was the, well, let me ask you this though. So when you, when you moved to Carnation, you were, you know, you were gone 14 hours a day. What, what was the commute from Carnation to Bellevue for like for you? Uh, hour, maybe hour and a half. And that's with heavy traffic. Yeah. Still a long, that's still a long time to send yeah. a car to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the city, what, you, you, when you started this, you said every year you have like the city council comes up with like 10, a mm -hmm. 10 idea thing. So as we're recording this near the end of 2023, what do you think's on the horizon for 2024? You know, 2024, we've really started our economic development campaign okay. where we are really trying to bring more businesses into the city of Carnation. Mm -hmm. And so that has really started last year in a big way. And we see it continuing. We just approved uh, a sale of eight acres of property to commercial. And because of a lot of businesses getting kicked out of the Bellevue Redmond area because of light rail coming in, there is a big need for kind of light industrial, light commercial for smaller businesses, incubator businesses to, to come into. And that's what we're hoping to, to capture with that. And so what role is, is the city taking? So what is the city doing to, to try to attract these, these type of businesses? What, how does it, I, I guess the question is, I you know, I don't, I've never, you know, like I said, I've never talked to a politician before. So you're sitting there and you're thinking you guys are discussing this and this is how the story is playing in my head. Well, we think it'd be good to have these incubator light industry businesses come out to the Valley here. What are mm -hmm. you doing? How do you, how do you market carnation to that type of, client you know there's a few things the the developer that uh, is part of it already has people that want to move out to carnation because they're already losing their spaces okay. in areas okay. so they so it's kind of proactive when we thought about this going knowing this was going to happen you know going with a developer that knew that there were going to be people that needed to move and wanted to move mm -hmm. so that's the biggest thing uh, the other side of it is king county has came out with their um what they're calling an they're I'm trying to think of the right term that they're calling it. it, it it's, um, I'll think of it in a second, Scott. It's escaping me right now. But it'll creative economy. Okay. So the creative economy. So the creative economy is really speaking to the arts and crafts and actually movie industry that's happening in Washington State. And so what we've done is try to partner with King County and we've developed a flyer that we're sending out of just like movies that have been filmed in the carnation movies and videos and stuff like that. Cause we actually have a pretty good track record of things that have been filmed in carnation. Sure. So, share, share a couple titles with me. So uh, the music video white walls from Eminem, that was portion of that was filmed in carnation. Wasn't uh, white walls. Same, wasn't white. I'm sorry to correct you, but wasn't white walls yeah. Macklemore. What did I say? Eminem. Yeah, that's Macklemore. So <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. No, so. we're gonna leave that in. But okay, so Macklemore came out there. Yeah, okay, so Macklemore came yeah. out, and okay, what? So let, help me out on that video because I don't remember that video very well. What part did he film in Carnation? 
so the brick wall that he's singing the backup against, yeah. uh, that is the back, that's the brick wall for Miller's incarnation okay. right there in that parking lot. Okay. So, and it's actually been kind of a famous, um, picture area right now for senior pictures and things like that. So you'll see a lot of people taking pictures out there. All right. I think because of Macklemore. Okay. Which is nice. So, so Macklemore has done the, that video out there. What, what else has been filmed out there? This is interesting. Uh, in, in 2012, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed with Aubrey Plaza was filmed a portion of it out here. Uh, Captain Fantastic, which is a 2006 featured film. Okay. Uh, portions was filled out here. Uh, Lucky Them in 2013 uh, was Johnny Depp. Okay. Who was actually, and it filmed a portion of it uh, in a local house that's just right around the corner from City Hall, actually. Really? Which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of scenes from Twin Peaks from the TV show and the movie was filmed out here. In fact, the Grange, which is now apartment complexes or an apartment building, they transformed a local Grange into apartments, uh, was actually um, Twin Peaks of City Hall. Oh, really? It was filmed in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then in 2012, the movie Bigfoot with Alice Cooper and um, was filmed Incarnation in a big way. <laughs> so a nice... I don't even know if it was a B movie. But... Well, it had Alice Cooper. It had to be a B movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, just B or C, but it was it was a trip to see a lot of things. Oh my gosh. That's some of just some of the stuff that was filmed out. That's here. that's kind of cool. Those are all kind of cool. So yeah. does is the city involved? I mean, how does a community I mean, when I think of films, I'm thinking that they they're blocking the streets or they're, you know, they're asking locals mm-hmm. to be, you know, extras and things like that. So is the city involved in these type of projects? You know, we're, we're involved in the sense that we would like to promote what we have in the Valley for people to be able to shoot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If they need permits and stuff like that, we definitely try to, to streamline them okay. as much as we can. And then just getting out and helping promote as much as we can with our local partners. You know, a good example of that was Remlinger with Seattle Theater Group and Seattle Theater Group wanting to, you know, come out here and start to do more concerts and partnering with them and with King County mm-hmm. in helping saying, Hey, this is something that we want to bring to the Valley and helping even running or clear some of the hurdles with the County, as far as getting permits to do that. Okay. Um, cool. We're working in a very similar fashion with Carnation farms. Carnation farms is actually starting up their concert series also again next year. Mm-hmm. And they had um, a lot of acts come out next last year to do that. So yeah. um, they started a Sunday concert, Sunday afternoon concert, which was very cool. And so we're just trying to help parlay that as much as we can. I like to, I like to hear that you guys are being very, you know, cooperative. You know, so, so many communities have, whether it's fair or not, communities have a, a bad rap of not wanting to, not in my backyard type thing, or, you know, they're not. And I think as communities evolve, you said your, your, your wife's from Natchez. Yeah. Um, you know, they have that music festival there now. Yeah. You know, does it benefit the community? I, I think it does. Those dollars go into Natchez. And the last time I drove through there, there's not a lot of reason to stop in Natchez. If I'm being honest, it's yeah, great location. Just, yeah. Whereas if you no, yeah. I think it's a good point. And, and we talk to our local retailers or coffee shops or restaurants or grocery store and say, hey, when these events come into town, mm-hmm. you know, how does it affect your business? One of our biggest events that we have every year is Carnation 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you with our 4th of July, I didn't go to it for like the first three years that I lived in Carnation. Uh, we always went to the ocean with my wife's family. And for some reason, somebody was sick and we happened to stay 
and one fourth of July. And I went down there with my wife and kids and I looked at my wife and I said, we're staying here every fourth of July. <laughs> I said, so what was the, what was it. so compelling for you that did it was, it was just classic Americano fourth of July. Okay. It was a giant parade in downtown. The whole, the whole town kind of just shuts down. There were three and three basketball tournaments for kids and adults. There was a whole kind of market festival area, okay. a great traditional fireworks show at the end of it. And basically from 10 o'clock at night till 10 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, there's something to do at the 4th of July incarnation. And it's a, it's, it was just a blast. And so we stayed here and, and that is even a huge economic boom to our local businesses because it draws people from all over the place. Okay. To come and visit Carnation. Um, approximately, how old are your kids? Are they are they teens? No. So my daughter just went to college. So my daughter's eighteen, okay. and my son is twenty one now. So they grew, but they they were teens in Carnation. They went through elementary school all the way okay. through. Um, yep. How, in your in your opinion, how did they as kids like living in Carnation? It was great. Okay. It was. It is just kind of a small town. You could, um, my kids and all the other kids in our little subdivision, we called it the herd. And we would just make phone calls about where the herd's at at any <laughs> given point during the day. And they were at one of my neighbor's house or that neighbor's house. Okay. And at the end of the day, they came home. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah. You got, yeah. And so your daughter's off to college. Um, yes. Local in, in Washington state. Uh, both of them in Oregon. In so, Oregon. okay. Yeah. yeah. See, we don't talk about Oregon on the show. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Yes, I, I should. I, I asked. It's my problem. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. What? And so I told you when we were going to do this, these would be a little bit shorter than my usual episode. So, because sure. it's, it's designed, I really want to like, I'm ta we're talking less about you and we're really talking about carnation. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you some questions I ask my normal guests. So I've got, I got three questions I want to ask you and I'm going to ask two now okay. and we'll save one up for the end. So, this is where you get to put your, your cheerleader hat on for, for carnation. Perfect. So I'm going to get to carnation and I'm going to want, I, I drink coffee. Coffee is my thing. I love coffee. Where's a great place for me to get a cup of coffee in carnation. You know, we have two, one is Sandy's espresso. Okay. And that is the local coffee shop and it is right on the corner. They just did a great remodel and they have a nice outdoor sitting area with a porch and heaters if you need them. Uh, there's a drive-through also okay. for Sandy's. Uh, they put in a little conference room also. So if you need to have like a little meeting with somebody, you can go into a little kind of private uh, conference room. It, it's a great little like, local treasure. So one thing Sandy's. I didn't ask you before I asked that question, are you a coffee drinker? I am. Okay, so I, what's yes. your go-to coffee? What do you, when you, like you and I are going to go to Sandy's, what, do you, what are you ordering? Yeah, that's a really good question because I change all the time. So the baristas look at me and just kind of go, what, what are we doing today? Yeah. So all right. I will go from an Americano to a mocha, uh, typically depending on what the scale looks like that, that morning when I gotcha. step on it. So. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm the plain black coffee drip pour over. I'll do an Americano. I don't, yeah. I have nothing against more artistic drinks, but right. I, my scale just tells me it's always plain coffee for you, Scott. It's there you just, go. Okay. All right. So part two of this question or uh, same, same vein, I'm going to get there around lunchtime. So I've now had coffee. Now I'm going to want to get something to eat. Where should I try for lunch in Carnation? Well, we have Carnation Cafe, which is the famous home of the standing sandwich. 
And so you'll have to go to Damn. go to their website and take a look at that. <laughs> I, no, I'm, you're, you're, I love open hooks, but I'm gonna, we're going to close this loop. What, what on earth is a standing sandwich? It's how they slice it and put it up on edge. Okay. It's, it's, it's presentation. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool, but okay. it's, uh, Don does a great job over there. All right. So um, that's a great place to eat. Uh, Extapa, which is our local Mexican restaurant, is fantastic. There's um, there's a few there's a few Extapas in the valley, and it seems like everybody kind of has their favorite one. But we have people that will travel from other places to come to this Extapa uh, because they like how they do things a little bit differently. Okay, which is and they'll do stuff a little bit differently, so it's kind of unique. All right. And then I would be remiss if I did not shout out um, a couple pizza places because. Both of my kids worked at competing pizza places in the city. So <laughs> my son worked at Red Pepper Pizza and my daughter worked at Blake's. And they're both fantastic places to grab a pie. So, All right. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. You're the mayor. Yes. I'm not going to ask you to pick a favorite. That's, I, that's, I don't want to harm your political career. But I will ask you this. At those two pizza places, what are you ordering? What's your go-to pie? So at Blake's, I actually like their grinders a lot. Okay. They do a great, they do a great grinder and it's called the T-Ferno, which is a spicy pepperoni hot sandwich, which is great. Okay. They also do a fantastic meatball sub there, which is solid. Awesome. Yeah. Very solid. All right. Yeah. And red pepper. I just like their pepperoni. So. All right. So you got, you got pretty classic. Yes. Yeah. You're not. You know, okay. Yeah. All solid. Those all sound solid. Yeah. Okay. All right. Your, what do you hope to see Carnation do in the next couple, three years? What do you hope to see, you know, we're, we're forecasting out a little bit. And this is where you get mm -hmm. to put on your, your, your mayor hat and be a politician yeah. type thing. But what do you hope to see Carnation do in the future? You know, the biggest thing for me is just economic diversification for Carnation. Okay. Because single family homes don't produce the tax revenue that you need in order to keep streets maintained, um, public works going, all of that. You need more of a commercial entity to help make that happen. Okay. You need more retail presence. You need more um, commercially zoned areas that can actually help with that economic diversification. Okay. If you don't get that in a city, and, and I think I've seen other cities kind of look at this, is I personally think that single-family homes, you need to have a diverse economic footprint in a city to make it sustainable. And right now, we've really been, you know, had a lot of single-family homes go in, mm -hmm. um, and we need that diversity for a couple reasons. One, on the commercial side of things for a higher tax revenue to help us with things. But also, and I think in Washington State, something that we've really missed is that smaller footprint starter home. And it's for those people that want to, you know, they can't afford, you know, the classic McMansion that you've heard for the last five or 10 years out there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, townhomes, things like that, that'll actually give people a, a realistic entry point into owning a home that they can gain, you know, equity in and later on start to move up in. Yeah, so no. I think that, that's the big thing. I'm yeah, 100% agree with that. That's uh, throughout Western Washington, even Eastern Washington, housing prices have become very yeah. inflated um, and very difficult for people to to be able to to purchase a home anymore. Yeah. 
No, and it's and it's tough because I, I see it all over my my other job that I my real job that I have. I deal with a lot of um, fire departments around Washington State, okay. and so I get to see the growth around Washington State. And the one thing that concerns me is we're getting a lot of top down direction from the state and the counties to build homes and to do things, mm-hmm. but that's a two way street. They also have to provide the infrastructure at their level in order to support those homes. Mm-hmm. So there's. You know, there's something when the state calls us up and says, hey, you have to build. And this is a true story. I, I sat in a meeting and the state said, hey, you have to build 800 new homes in Carnation. And I said, well, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> because I said, I'm sure this makes a lot of sense in a boardroom in downtown Seattle on a whiteboard. But out here with our infrastructure, it doesn't make sense. So until the state and the county can improve their infrastructure and their capacity, we're not building 800 homes in Carnation. That's just, it's out of the question. And I think they're starting to hear that a little bit, but it needs to be a, it needs to be a wholesale change at the state and the county level to listen to smaller cities about what they really need with infrastructure in order to, I'm just going to call them these unfunded mandates that we get handed down from the state and county level. Well, 800 homes, that's 3,000 new, new people in Carnation ballpark, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know... And we're, and we're hundred cars. Yeah. Um, and on, on a road that it's a two lane road. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you've got, you know, sewer capacities. Mm-hmm. You've you got a lot of, a lot of things to take into account versus just, you know, selling a developer of 200 acres and letting them split it up into, you know, yeah. 400 homes. And then, you know, yeah. And I'm and I'm really glad that this council, I think in particular, has really taken a step back and has looked at this and said, you know, what's realistic with what we can do? Okay. Yes, there is there is a housing crisis in Washington state. It is it's true. Mm-hmm. But what what's our obligation with the level that we're at with all of our concerns as a city that we could realistically, you know, accomplish in a in a city without endangering people, frankly. Right. And so we've we've taken a we've taken a strong stance with it. Um, and I just, I hope other cities hear that too, because I think it's going to take a lot of cities going, Hey, we need, we need focus from the state level to fix some of these things. Fair enough. Okay. Two questions to go. Sure. I'll ask you, and I'll, this is my get out of jail free card. What didn't I ask you that we, I should have asked you, What didn't we cover today? Um, trying to think what we didn't cover. I don't, um, you know, probably our biggest tourist season is happening right now in the Valley. And that's where all of the, uh, the pumpkin patches are up and going. And so we have everything. We have pumpkin patches from Fall City to Duval that everybody kind of congregates to and, and travels this weekend on the weekends and even in the evenings and goes out and grabs their pumpkins and all of that. And so it's it's a pretty exciting time in the Valley. It's where we really get really busy out here mm-hmm. and um but it's it's a fun time there's local fire pits that you can rent and hang out with your family and there's pumpkin patches and sunflower mazes and it's it's pretty cool this time you okay yeah all right this last question and i want you to understand the implications of it this your whole your political career is probably hanging on the answer to this question because we're going to record it and it's going to be public and when you go to be reelected people will have your answer. So sure. I want you to think long and hard about it. All right. <laughs> all right. Cake 
or pie? Oh, pie. Why? <laughs> pie. It's an e- it's an easy one. So, um, because I'm not a big frosting fan, and that's where it's at. But uh, and I've always grown up loving pie. In fact, I've told my family you can get me a birthday pie instead of a birthday cake any year. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This question. Some people are like you. Just boom. Here's my answer. I've got it locked down. <laughs> Other people are like. You want me to pick between my children? Uh, right. I can't. <laughs> but the last part, follow up to this question. So your your folks, just for clarity, he's camp pie. He's right. strongly pie. So yeah. when you when you vote, this, this candidate's <laughs> pro pie. Perfect. What type of pie? I like a lot of berry pies. So anything from Marion berry to mixed berry. That's that's my wheelhouse in pies. Okay. All right. Yep. I started Perfect. asking this, I, I, I've shared this question or this this story before, but for you, just so you hear it, I, I was talking to a guest and this episode never was published because the recording crashed. And this guest was telling me, she shared this like, well, this is what we ask people. And it was like cake or pie. That's, that's a great question. I'm going to steal that. And I, I, I have, and mm-hmm. you know, unashamedly I've stolen this question and I think, cause it's just, it's good natured fun. And, but I need to keep, what I need to do is go back through the episodes and keep track and see, (laughs) see where we're at. Unofficially, unofficially, I think pie is in the lead. Um, And unofficially, I would say apple's probably in the lead of the pies. (laughs) Um, But it's always, but there's been some guests that are like, their eyes get big and they're like, "Uh, you asked me what? I, I can't answer this question. It's like, That's great. You know, come on, it's, it's a cake or pie. There's no wrong answer here. You know, right, we're right. not going to, you know, there's no wrong answer. Right. Um, but I, Jim, thank you for taking the time to yeah. give us a little bit of more information on, on the, is it, is it the city of Carnation or the town of Carnation? It's a city of Carnation. It is the city. So from a from a naming standpoint, when when does a town cross over to become a city? When they decide to? Like, we want to grow up and be called a city? Or what is it? You know, that's a good question. And I don't know because we were just talking about this kind of off the cuff a couple weeks ago at council. And I don't think we ever got the answer to it because we were, we were wondering just what the difference is when people start talking about that yeah, back never, and forth. But I, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if there's like a threshold, like you hit a thousand people and you're now a city or yeah, and is there a benefit I, to be a city versus a town? You know, I don't know if that's anything in the charter or anything like that yeah, that makes a difference never, really never, never, what you're calling it. Yeah. I never knew. So, um, yeah. but thank you for shining a light on, on carnation and uh, mm. really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can reach me on Twitter at Explore Law State. I'd love to hear your comments. You can also visit our website at explorewashingtonstate.com. If you know anyone who would like the show, it'd be amazing if you'd share the show with them. This is the biggest way that we grow this show. Good old word of mouth. Glad you were here with me today, and I hope to have you listening to the next episode. See you then.